0: Some of you know that I'm normally not a very competitive person. Except when I get into a go-kart, there is something about the competitive nature that just comes out. And I wonder if it goes back to when I was in high school. My friend John and I, we would go go go-karting. And uh, it seemed like almost every time we would go go go-karting, uh, at the very last moment, uh, he would edge me out, and uh, he always beat me. And so it just there's something deep within me. I just want to win. I just want to win uh, when I'm in a go-kart. About a year ago, uh, I was at a church planting conference uh, in Florida uh, with my friends uh, Dan, Cassandra, and Liam. Remember when we used to get on airplanes and go places? Remember when we would sit in really big conference centers, standing this close to the person next to us we didn't even know? Remember when we gathered together in such big numbers and it just seemed so normal? Seems like a long time ago. It was just a year ago that we were at this conference. Well, there was a break in the action from the church planting conference and so we decided to go go go-karting. And uh, I was pretty excited, and I know they were excited as well. So when the, uh, the, uh, the gun went off, I guess, if you will, I immediately floored it, and uh, the go-kart uh, took off. And I remember uh, pretty quickly uh, passing Cassandra as we were going around the track. I don't ever recall seeing Liam... And I remember off in the distance during the race, uh, I saw Dan spin out a little bit and then they called up the yellow flag and we had to kind of all wait and, uh, you know, clear the area. And then after some time, we finished up the race. And I remember after the race was over, my heart was pounding and I immediately went over to Cassandra and I said, hey, how many laps did you do? She said, I did 10. Then I went to Liam. How many did you do? I did 12. And then I said to Dan, how many laps did you do? And he said, I did 12. I did 14. So I was feeling pretty smug. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I said, well, let's just go over to the leaderboard and see what it looks like up on the leaderboard. And I was feeling pretty good. And we looked up at the leaderboard and uh, I was not in first place. So I called the 16-year-old kid behind the counter over and I said, hey, these guys did 12, she did 10, I did 14, why are they ahead of me? And the kid said, well, we don't count how many laps you go around the track. What we actually count, go ahead and put up the next slide, is your fastest lap, they call it your best lap. So I was way down on the leaderboard I couldn't believe it. And we went out to the car and I was so bummed. Because I was thinking to myself, if I had known that that's what the, the purpose of this going around the track, I just spent... 12 minutes, adrenaline-filled minutes, with a particular strategy, assuming that this was what the goal was, this is what the purpose was, and in the end, the purpose and the goal was something entirely different. Today is Ash Wednesday, and it's a day that we are reminded that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Ash Wednesday, of, four, of course, kicks off 40 days of Lent. It's a time for us to focus or maybe refocus, to be reminded that the purpose in life is not about accumulating stuff, the purpose in life is not about living comfortably. The purpose in life is not about gathering trophies or climbing the corporate ladder or even becoming a better person. God tells us that we have a different purpose in life as Jesus followers. To worship God, to serve God, and to love other people. I think so many people, even Christians, spend a great deal of time going through life focused on one thing. And God has called us to focus on something else. And someday, each one of us is going to finish the race on this earth. And we're going to stand before our maker. And He's going to look us in the eye. And he's going to say one of two things. One is Well done. Well done. You were a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. You loved me, you served me, and you loved my children, the people on this earth. Come, live with me for all eternity. Or our Creator is going to look at us and say, You had the wrong purpose. You had the wrong focus in life. You were playing a different game. The game of life that the world plays. And to quote Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, he says this, I never knew you. Away from you. Away from me, you evildoers. doers." That's what Lent is about. It's about reminding us, helping us get focused or refocused again on what God has called us as Jesus followers to truly live our lives and to be reminded of whose we are in Jesus Christ. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. It comes from the moment when God first created Human beings in the Garden of Eden it comes from Genesis two. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It's a great reminder that we came from the earth. We came from dust. We came from the ground, and that's where we're going to all end up. All these bodies of ours—they're going back to the ground. The life is short. Life is fleeting. So how are we going to spend our days, our short days, as we walk on this earth? Lent is about focusing on uh, what's truly important, who God has called us to be. But it's also a season of fasting, of sacrificing, of remembering the sacrifice God has poured out for us about living in a posture of humility before God. 40, 40 represents the days that Jesus spent in the wilderness. That's the moment that Jesus, just before he went into public ministry, he went out into the wilderness for 40 days and he was tempted by the evil one and he suffered. It says he didn't eat And he suffered and he sacrificed for 40 days. That was the beginning of his ministry. And we know how Jesus' ministry ended on a cross of suffering and sacrificing his very life for you and for me, for all of humanity. So Jesus very intentionally spent his life living in suffering and sacrifice. And so we too as Christ followers, when we experience suffering, when we experience pain, when we experience hardship, we shouldn't be surprised. That's how Jesus lived his life. It's how he began it and how he ended his life. Suffering and pain and struggle. It's the human condition. And so how do we live our lives as we go through this pain and suffering? We do it faithfully. We do it knowing and trusting that God is with us and guiding us every step of the way. Suffering and pain has always been a part of the experience of a follower of Jesus. You know, you probably know this. The first 300 years of the church till 325, it was forbidden to be a Christian and so it took great courage and great sacrifice to publicly declare your allegiance to Jesus. And in the first 300 years of the church, historians estimate that about 3 million Christians were sacrificed, were martyred, were, were killed because of their faith. Three million Think about it, the church just went from a handful of people after uh, the year 325, there were about 7 million Christians, 3 million of them had been sacrificed. Christ followers knew that that's what it meant to be a Jesus follower is to sacrifice and suffer to experience pain. There's a church father, a guy by the name of Tertullian, and he said, this is just the way it is, folks, if you want to follow Jesus. And he said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. It's that great reminder that life as a Jesus follower is going to be about suffering. It's going to be about sacrifice so that the world may know. So that others who don't know Jesus might look to our lives, the life of Christians, and come to know him through the ways in which we walk through pain and struggle. The Lenten journey is not just about suffering and sacrifice, but it's also 40 days of looking ahead at the empty tomb. For these 40 days, we just, we don't go through suffering and sacrifice without having a clear focus, a clear goal ahead. And the clear goal, of course, is the empty tomb. It's that, that way of preparing our hearts and our minds that this life is not all there is. That in the midst of hardship and pain and struggle, that, that this all ends in a better way. Jesus has overcome death and the grave, and sin. And if we are his followers, we do too. So it's a way for us to stay focused on where Jesus has called us and is calling us. I'm looking forward to the day when my name is up on the leaderboard because it's going to be up there. Not because I did 14, 15, 16 laps, you know, around the track of life, staying busy But my name and your name are going to be up on that leaderboard because at some point in time in our life, we looked at Jesus and said, you drive. I'm just along for the ride. I'm with you. Lead me, guide me until we get to our heavenly home with Jesus for all of eternity. It's going to be a good day. But until that day, we journey on this earth and being reminded that life is hard. And we press on. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3. He says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead not that i have already attained this or that i have already arrived at my goal but i press on to take hold of that which christ jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you call us home. You call us toward you each and every day. And God, I just want to confess that oftentimes I get distracted in the journey of life. There's so much to be distracted with. And so God, lead me, lead us, guide us, call us to be refocused on what you've called us to be about in this life. To worship you, to serve you, and to love your children, those all around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.